Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning, Jeff. Good, good evening, Eddie. How are you doing? Fine, fine. Thank you for asking. I see Fernando's here too. Yes, Fernando, good morning and good morning, Leo. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Eddie. Hello, Jeff. Good morning, Fernando and Leo. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Fernando. Hello, Eddie. Hello, how do, you, how do you do? I'm better, I'm better. I was having some back pains, but now I, I believe Geburah has, has gone lighter on me, so my, my back is better. <laughs> good, good to hear. <laughs> and Fernando, and Fernando, how do you do? I'm, I'm very happy to listen to you, friends, to you, ATM. Today I'm I'm on the road. I'm I'm coming back to Porto Alegre, so I will I think I will mute my my mic and I will listen to you. You gonna uh, make some company for me. I I gonna listen to the class, but I, I'm on the road, unfortunately. But yeah, we hear you well. Can. We hear you well. Yeah. If you want, if you want to speak, you can always speak. We hear you very well. Thank you, Eti. Thank you. You're welcome. And good morning, Shelton. Good morning, Eti. Good morning, everyone. Shalom. Shalom. Good morning. How do you do? <laughs> Jeff good. is here, and Leo and Fernando. I'm good. 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 Glad to be here. Good. Bye. Yeah, I'll be joining Fernando too on the road soon enough. I'll go in. When I travel back to the to the shore to the beach. Mm -hmm. How's the beach in Israel? Uh, it is very hot today. Very, very hot. There's a heat wave today. It's nice, but if you if people can stay under the sun, which I doubt that <laughs> most people are hiding because there's like an alert of heat wave. So Whoa. it's beautiful. It's blue. It's blue, <laughs> but <Yeah>. it's dangerous. <laughs> yes. The sand, the white sand has 85%, um, how do you say, reflection of light, returns of light. Yeah. The sand has 85% mm -hmm. of returning light. It's like a snow almost. Yeah. And Beautiful. it's like, yes. So we drink a lot and we, we try to stay under the shade. They've got sand um, <clears throat> on the beach in Siesta Key, Florida. That's white, and it um, it never gets hot. Mm -hmm. It's it's a kind it's it's a kind of sand that you can walk on no matter how much the sun's on it. It's never hot. Is is your mm -hmm. sand like that? Uh, it's hard to uh, walk on white sand. I think that what keeps Florida shore like uh, maybe cool. Maybe it's the Gulf. How do you say the Gulf Stream that comes from North Europe? Maybe well, there's a balance. It's the type of sand. It's mm -hmm. the type of sand that's unique. It doesn't absorb the heat. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, we that, we can look and we can search and see what is the difference. It's very interesting what you're saying. Very interesting. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's unique, I guess, to to almost any other beach. But. Um, 
you just reminded me of it when you said your sand there is white and 85% reflective. Mm. So I hope it's all cleaned up after the oil now. Yes, it is. There are waves and now it's, at the moment it's it's good. It's good. And I hope that people uh, will keep, I mean, respect for, for earth and nature. Yeah. Thank you. And here's Charles. Good afternoon, Charles. Charles, your microphone is open. And Rodrigo is here. Good morning, Rodrigo. Good morning, Yeti. Good morning, guys. How morning, do you do? I'm fine. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Nice Good to hear you. you. Great. Thank you. Any questions or reflections or things that you would like to share before we start? Anything on your mind? Idea? I have I have some things, Eddie, but we can go yeah. to Psalm 150 first and see what uh, yeah. what uh, the Lord wants you to share with us. But please ask first. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I guess Psalms 91, verse 3, mm -hmm. has um, a couple of Hebrew words in it, or at least one. And um, back in 2005, uh, I was encouraged to by my um, my uncle, who was in the ministry for many years, um, <clears throat> to um, ask the Lord, because I was having some troubles with the church, to, to pray and ask the Lord to speak, and then whatever came, write it down, and, um, and then check it with the Bible and so on. And anyway, um, I was led into Psalms 91, and particularly verse 3, and, and I came across in the King James Version um, the word noisome, which I found I'm, I didn't know what that was. That's a strange English word. You know, King James has some strange English words. And so I looked at the Hebrew, and it was, uh, it, it was hava, like hey, vav, hey, hava. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I found that the opposite to that was kava, and I think it's, like the 100 letter cough, mm -hmm. kava, like weight. So hava mm -hmm. is like, um, like uh, eagerly coveting or rushing upon something with desire, mm -hmm. calamity. Anyway, I was just interested in what, now that I'm in this class with you, to look at that again. And see what those what deeper insights you might be able to give us on hava mm -hmm. and kava. And I noticed okay. that that word apparently can lead us to Genesis one nine, um, 
where where like the waters are gathered together, but the Hebrew there might even be related to mikvah, mm-hmm. which instead of gathered, it's like the waters waited. Anyway, those are just some tidbits. Now I would like to just see what you can bring to us out of those Hebrew words, kavod, hava, hava, and kava. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. So maybe we all can read Psalms 91 to be in the to get into the context of of these psalms. Who would like to read, please, first the English psalms? Shelton? Shelton, are you here? I can, I can read it. Thank you. Psalms 91. O thou that dwellest in the covert of the Most High and abidest in the shadow of the Almighty, I will see of the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, that he will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover thee with his pinions and under his wings shall thou take refuge. His truth is a shield and a buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day, of the pestilence that waketh, that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand may fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. It shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the recompense of the wicked. For thou hast made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy tent. For he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee upon their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the ass, the young lion and the serpent shall thy trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and bring him to honor. With long life will I satisfy him 
and make him to behold my salvation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shelton. So let's read again. Who would like to read in Hebrew verse 3? Can, we, go. Yes. Can, some, can somebody put that link on there for that? The, there is. Uh, one second. I'll put it again. The chapter oh. itself is there, but now I'll put I'll put the verse that verse three that you will see it. Okay. I see it. <clears throat> uh, I I can try it the, the verse three. Yes, please. Ki hu yatzelecha yatzelecha mifa yakush miduba midever Yes. Hayot. Very good. Excellent. Midever havot. Midever havot. It's very interesting how the Hebrew manages to express such an idea. How does the English uh, trans, uh, translate pestilence? What is pestilence, Jeff? Pestilence? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, that's a good question. You know, that's what I was trying to figure out, too. Uh, like a plague is what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. This, this is good. Dever. Dever. Let's open it. We shall need a lot of patience because... It's it's a process to open it. Dever, how do they make it in Hebrew? With the letters. Okay. Dever. Dever is plague. Okay. It's one of the the tenth plague that the Egyptian got in Egypt, so to speak. Yeah. There is dam, first is blood, Sfardea, frog. Kinim, I don't know how to say this in English. These little things that are in the hair or something. Like gnats. Arov. Yes, Arov. And then we have Devir. Devir. Oh. Fourth one, huh? It is the fifth. Oh, the fifth. We start with dam is blood, frog is two, kinim is this little things that we have in the hair, or sometimes animal has this many, many dots. Yep. I don't know at, at the moment how to express it in English. Okay. And then and then we have arov. Arov, this is like the animal has this. They have a black spots 
that they scratch until they 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 die and and then we have devil pest usually they call it pest is it right Sheraton, can you help me with the English <laughs> yeah so um, so the plagues are uh, you I think you were referring to the uh, the lice in the hair the 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 uh, so the frogs water to blood lice or gnats wild animals or flies pestilence of livestock boils boils mm -hmm. the spots on the skin that 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 are that are like a very uh it itches a lot these are boils that mm -hmm. they become they can burst mm -hmm. um, thunderstorms of hail and fire locusts Darkness and death of the firstborn, those are the ten plagues. Thank you, thank you. Dever, the fifth plague of Egypt, this is what happened later in Europe. You remember the Black Plague of Europe? Yes. Mid of the 14th century, it's about 1348, the Black, Black Plague. This is it. Now, first of all, to, to get the concept of the, the word devil. So we, we get it. This is the fifth plague of Egypt. Okay? And that's, what, that's what's appearing here in the Hebrew then in, in uh, Psalms 91.3. Yes. But okay. here we have a prefix, mem, which means from, from what? From devil, from this, he will, he will, God will save us from this, so to speak, plague. This is the first take. Okay. This is the first take. Another take can be that if we combine those four letters together, we have desert, midbar. This is another reading. Okay. Desert, there's nothingness. Also, nothingness here has the value of 246. Rodrigo, are we together? Yes, yes, for six. Two, yes. This is do a dual number. This is you can divide it into two. So this is the second reading. So First of first reading that God will save us from this plague. This is one reading. Second is this is as it is. Four letters we can read it as desert, like human desert. Another reading is to combine the second word, Havut. Havut comes from Havaya, from being. Havaya. Havaya is like the same of the tetragrammaton, but in a different order. Oh. <laughs> so he will save us from a being which is the being of plague because we can live life of plague, life of duality, life of nothingness, life of 
meaningless. A general condition that um, anyone might be in at any time then. Yes, there is Living. another. Yes, and now it comes to me, sorry for cutting you, comes to me that if we write Havut, this word Havut, in a different order, we get Tohu. You remember Tohu? Yes. Tohu Vavo, the, the chaos in Genesis 1? Mm -hmm. yeah. Tohu. So he will save us in a way from being plagued by the nothingness of the desert, of, of the life of, how do you say, uh, chaos, of meaningless being. Because it happens many times that we feel there is no meaning, why do we exist? All those kinds of thoughts, there are no connection to anyone. That uh, can particularly hap happen in Egypt. You know, that was probably while they were making bricks and so on, as the story goes. Um, that seems pretty meaningless. But he saves us from that sort of existence. Yes, yes. I see. Yes, from a meaningless speech. So, sorry, one second, Jeff. From meaningless, God will save us from speaking meaningless speech. This is also another reading. There are many, many readings here. Even better. Because a meaningless speech brings separation. Plague also comes from like it's like plague flag. It separates people, like the the generations of the Tower of Babel. Did you say flag? Flag and plague. Listen, this is not um, how do you say this is a lateral, lateral, lateral because we hear plague, flag. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a interesting phonetic connection I hadn't thought of till now, but I I definitely uh, see that. And what's what's so interesting about that is is Stephen King wrote a novel called um, The Stand, and and in there it the story starts with a great plague. And, um, but there's two camps. There's one camp of the spirit as guided by the, by their dreams. And the other camp is of this character called Randall flag, <laughs> who seems to be connected with the plague that wipes out humanity, except for these two camps that gather. So yeah, that's a very intriguing connection you make there, Eddie. Thank you. You're welcome. Because in Hebrew, we have the letter P. 
With the dot inside, it's like P in English. Without right. the dot, it's like PH or F. Ah. You see, in Hebrew, it's, it's the same letter. This is why I, I go Ooh. for the sound connection. Flag, plague. Though, yeah. uh, yes, consonant vowels. Maybe uh, between flag and plague, the, the vowels are a bit different. But the sound. Also, when people have plague, you cannot access them. Because people might get uh, infection. Also, right. when people carry flags, they announce themselves about be basically being different from others, and it creates border and a sense of, uh, how do you say, separation. wall, separation. Like, they wall themselves off, yes. Even competition as opposed to... Um, and hate, and hate. And yeah, hate. as opposed to cooperation. Yes, yes. Is that okay? So that's the uh, is that the letter the one hundred letter? No, no, that's gone. This is the eighty. This is the eighty. Pe is, 80. is has the value of eighty. That's the eighty letter. Okay. Yes. Please continue. <laughs> yes. And Rodrigo, one second. Rodrigo had a question or saying, please. Oh, I just remember it, that the the word devil is the same letters of the word davar, which means... Davar. Yes. Very good. Davar, davar, davar is a word with a different pronunciation, davar. Is a word. So he will save us from speaking me davar, me davar, with a different pronunciation, me davar, not just from plague, devil, but me davar from a word or from speech or meaningless speech, chaotic speech. Different than the word milah, which means the higher speech. Very good, very good. And uh, you have also Devar Torah, right? We have Devar Torah, very good. What is Devar Torah? The speech of the Torah. Devar, Devar, four. Four, two. Let me make it beautiful. Four, two, and two hundred. The var word is two hundred and six. The Torah is unity, is one. Dvar Torah is two hundred and seven, light. This is Dvar Torah. Do you understand? The Torah is tree of life, is, is one, is one thing, oneness. Dvar Torah is the speech of the one. The speech of the one is light. 
O. Make sense? I see. So you, you get the uh, total of 207. Um, is it like 27? It's like 27, 27 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Yes. Because or three. Yes. Well, in my notes, when this came to me in 2005, it was on the 27th of, it was on the, um, yeah, January. So it's kind of interesting to see that number 27 in this. So it's, it's expressing light, which of course is God's word, right? Yes. God's word is light. Mm -hmm. So you said before, have what? Havut. It's very Havut. interesting. I try to read it because it has two kinds of readings. Havut. It is Havut. 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 It's interesting. It's the first time I see this from close because it has punctuations, and the punctuation says to read it Havut. It's interesting. I will have to listen to it later when uh, there's a recording of people who really precisely reading it with music, and I will let you know. I have to check it. So what, what, it is, the mean, what is the meaning of it? Um, the, whole, the, whole, uh, the whole term, midever, havut, the whole speech havut. or only havut? Havut, havut is being, but it is being... How do you see this with the tough with the 400? Is of being until the end. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, because when you were saying it, I, I was thinking about Shavuot. Mm -hmm. Is there a relationship to Shavuot with Havut? Maybe. In, uh -huh. in, okay, Shavuot. Shavuot. And Havut, Havut, basically Vav and Tav, this is uh, plural of uh, feminine or masculine. Vav and Tav, Shavuot, Ot, Ot is the ending of plural forms. Vav and Tav, six and four hundred. You're saying that's the ending of plural forms? Vav and Tav is the ending of plural forms. Like duality. Like duality. Very good. Very good. Like banana. Banana is a feminine because it um, ends with A sound. Banana, like in English. But many bananas, we say bananot here. Vav and Tav, the ending of the feminine, very good, generally, of many, like multiplicity, basically. Right, the ending of multiplicity. 
which means we come to unity. Yes. So what is here? What is the speech? God will save us from midever havut, from meaningless speech, from speech that makes what? Chaos. Because havut, we can also read as tohu, chaotic speech, indirected speech. There, there is a speech like uh, Shelton said, Dvar Torah. This is, this is light, basically, the notion of light. It's a line, a line. When things are aligned, there's order. And there's like chaotic speech, like when people rage. Meaningless speech. This all reminds me of your podcast you did a couple of years ago with the uh, cities of the storage cities in Egypt, you know, Python mm -hmm. and Ramesses. And, it, and, and you brought out that it had to do with um, speech, you know, like poor speech. Yes. So yes. It's the same vein, I think. Yes. Being uh, saved from it. Thank you, Fernando. Does this uh, reading, this is the only first reading. Like uh, how would I would say spontaneous reading? Do you have mm -hmm. other questions about it? How many readings do you see in it? That there are infinite readings. <laughs> wow! To every situation in life, even mm -hmm. in, not not just here in class, uh, mm -hmm. with the text, the Hebrew text, every situation that we cross every moment that we breathe there's infinite reading to look at it you said a second reading is um for uh save us from life of nothingness i guess yes Because we can read the, the letters midever like midbar. Midbar is like desert. Yeah, like a desert. Yes, like a Just desert. Just out of curiosity, what would a third reading be? There is, uh, but <laughs> there is, uh, the, I cannot speak about it at the moment. Okay. <laughs> But you, but you can think of one, though. I can think of many. But you, but you can't speak of it. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't want to divert from 
too far anyway from where you want it to go with Psalm 150. No. No. Thank you. Thank you. Other questions? Thank you. Felipe is here. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. Good Hello, morning, Felipe. Good morning. Good morning. Shalom, Good friends. morning. Shalom, shalom. We were uh, dealing with one verse from Psalms 91.3 that Jeff offered to read. So oh. this is what we did so far. And Jeff. you are welcome. Yes. Hello. hello, hello. I was just this morning uh, searching to, to read Psalm 91 as well. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Actually, I was uh, looking for uh, a a psalm that I uh, I was I I thought it was in Psalm ninety one, but it wasn't. But uh, you know the number I, I I think of it was this this very song. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it had a it had a purpose then. It had a reason. Yes. And I, I couldn't find uh, find the uh, I couldn't uh, what's the word uh, understand what you were uh, discussing. But uh, I see many many letters, so uh, that's okay. I, I in another time I will maybe we we can. Go back to this subject. I wasn't here at the, the first time. It's okay, Felipe. It's recorded for for our usage on Slack. So this conversation is recorded at the moment, and I can post it later. And everyone could catch later. That yes. okay? Okay, thanks. That's You're welcome. Yeah, it's very helpful, Eddie. I'm thankful that you do that because. Um, you know, we can go back and look at the board, too, mm. and catch stuff that we miss. Thank you. So, other questions on your mind, words, letters, ideas that you'd like to ask about? Eti, I have one, one, one question. Why does Goliath... Uh, was uh, killed by by David with a stone in the front. Mm -hmm. Yes. What was, maybe what was the the the, the aim? Uh, I, I I actually I, I think it is a long subject. Uh, maybe we mm -hmm. we could talk another time. But I was curious about this uh, Goliath uh, story. And what caught my my attention, it was that uh, David used uh, river stones, mm -hmm. uh, if, I, if I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. and, no, you're uh, not wrong. 
And uh, just the, this whole story is very interesting. Uh, I couldn't find, I don't know if you, if you've, you've already talked about it in some podcasts. I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a, it's a interesting subject too. For us to talk in some time. This is a very interesting subject, a very deep subject. And what is Goliath and what is the height of Goliath and why uh, David used the stone. But it seems that Fernando wants to say something. So let's try to see yeah. what he wants and see how it continues. Yes, Fernando. Hello, Eti. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Great. Thank you. I'm. I'm just wondering, Eti. Uh, this sound that Jeff brought to us. It's. Uh, it's a sound that, at time to time, it comes back again, and it's so beautiful. And I would like to hear if you could say something about what does it mean. Uh, the wicked inside of us, or what does it mean that thousand that uh, that falls and that ten thousand that falls uh, on the left and on the right? Because if we if we read this psalm like literally, uh, it seems like a war is coming or something like that. But I think that we can go in the within layer, the, the, the layer that is inside of us. And I, I don't know if you could say something about it. Yes, thank you, Fernando, for this question. I will yes. draw I will draw a drawing. Maybe thank you, Fernando. Maybe Jeff, can you repeat the question that people will hear? Yeah, I can try. Um Yes. Uh, Fernando was wondering about um, the people that on the left and on the right, the 1,000 that falls and 10,000 on the right that falls. He said it sounds like a war, but he, he, he says there's a deeper wisdom to this. And he was interested to see what you'd have to say about Yes. About Thank you. So Fernando is asking about Psalms, number 91, Psalms 91.7. Everybody are reading it. Everybody see sees the, the actual verse that we shall be on the same page, all of us. Yes. 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 Shelton, can you read please this verse? Shelton. Ninety-one seven. Okay. Ninety-one seven. A thousand fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, it shall not come nigh thee. Okay, let's see, what is what numbers do we see here? 
One second. What numbers? One thousand. And what the English says here about this number in Hebrew, I'm not sure that the English translated. Wow, it's not, it's not writing. The English does not say. The Hebrew says Elif, Elif. You remember the word Elif? Yes. Yes. Elif is 1,000. The Hebrew says Revava, Revava. Revava. This is 10,000. I'm thinking few steps ahead. I'm sorry. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm sorry. No 10,000. Do you see the relation? Elif, thousand. Elif. It's also Elif with a different uh, pronunciation. It's like the letter Alif. Right. This is also like this. We can write 1,000 by marking only the letter Alif. We can read the letter Alif as 1,000. Now, Revava is 10,000. 10 times Elif. Or how can we write 10,000 with the letter Alif? If Elif, Elif, 1,000 equal the letter Alif, how do we write 10? Very good. 10 times Aleph, 10 times Aleph. Mm -hmm. I'm making to, to make it easy, I divide it into three. Yes? It's the first words of the, the verse. So instead of writing 10,000 like this, digital, I we write 10 times Aleph and we get what? 10,000. Okay, this is first step. Is that right? Do we receive? Did we receive this? Yes. Okay. Sure. Yes? Has yes. been received? Has been received. Yes. Good. Yes. Now we are moving to another plane and we shall combine the two floors. We write the name of the tetragrammaton like this. We have four letters. Wisdom. You remember that Yod Chokhmah is wisdom. You remember this? Yes. Bina yes. is understanding. 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 And so. And this is how we count. This is the Vav. This is the Spirit. I deliberately write now in English. And this is Malchuto Kingdom. Are we familiar with this structure? Yes. Yes. Now, look at this as a method of counting. 
the kingdom we are counting with digits like how do you from one to nine like a single the smallest number one two three four five six like when the children do calculation in first or kindergarten grade like singles yes this the spirit we count with tens 10 20 30 40 50 60 70 80 90 do you know this calculation when children do when they're little Yes. 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 Okay. We, sometimes people do this with beads in East Europe or so, and they have different colors to teach the children how to think in different dimensions. I, I don't know to speak mathematics in English, but I'll try to do the most of it. Now, the hey, the bina, we are counting in hundreds. You remember that Abraham was 100 years yes. when Isaac was born. The next world, they're laughing, is with hundreds. Okay, this is this is understood. Yes. Yes. And wisdom, Hohma, or the father, because understanding is the mother. Wisdom or father, we are counting with thousands. One thousand, two thousand, and so three. I made two hundred, but it has to be two thousand. Yes. Okay, now we have here the invisible one is the crown, Keter. Crown. 10,000. Excellent, 10,000. This is crown. This is intriguing. Eti, what if you could say uh, what is the very first word of the verse? Ipol. Ipol will fall. Will fall. Fall. Yes. From yours, uh, from your, um, from your side, will fall thousand, meaning left side, and ten thousand from your right side. But it's no good to translate it to English. No. Because no, it flies, it flies to a different directions, completely. It flies away. I was just seeing about this very first word, the, the numeral of the word elif. For mm -hmm. very because, uh, you know, yod as one, mm -hmm. one eight three. Very good. Ye Paul will fall. Very good. Ye Paul. The first word of this verse, Ipol, will fall. 
we can write it as Aleph in a way, because this Yod exists here. I will change the color that you could see with a little bit of imagination what is lacking here. This is, yes. So how do we understand this? Do you remember? I will make now another drawing. Make it now simple that we could see. This is thousand. This is ten thousand. Do you remember? that we say that a student should not go after his teacher, but in a diagonal relation? Out of respect, yes. Do you remember? Yes. And do you remember what was the reason that we were saying that? Because the, <clears throat> the master... Uh, uh, projects a, a shadow in stu the student. If yes. It's for respect. It's for respect. Yes. And the, the crown, so to speak, is infinite fire. What happens if a student will stay behind his teacher? What will happen to him? He will burn. He will burn. So he has to stand in a diagonal relation because the diagonal, do you remember the diagonal of Pythagoras? Yes. If this is safe, this is safe distance. Otherwise, this is a relation of time. 90 degrees, 90 degrees angle, 90 is water. It's like a junction. When two cars come to a junction and then you have heat, direct heat. So the relation of a student and a teacher has to be diagonal relation. What does the, the diagonal is always beyond space and time. Three and four, 90 degree angle is the relation in time. Do you understand? Yes. Now, what does this diagonal relation had to do with those numbers? And with this blessing of David. It seems to be expressing um, the correct positioning that we are to have in, in um, relation to God's word, I would say, like... Um, thousand is to the side in 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 the sense that it's you know you're not directly under the crown where you burn so because it's to the side in respect 
to the teacher, um, you continue, right? You live. That's part of what I'm getting out of it now. Mm -hmm. Does that sound all right? Yes, yes. There's a lot more, but somebody's going to have to help us. <laughs> yes, yes. Here we see Fernando asking for a microphone. It seems that he has something to say. Yes, Fernando. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. So could we say that uh, this verse is saying like a letter between Hochmah and Ketan? Yes, the relation between chokhmah, like wisdom, and crown, chokhmah and keter. What is the relation between wisdom, chokhmah, and keter? It's the ten thousand and the thousand. Yes. And one thing came to my mind in this word that Felipe brought before. Yes. I think that Anun uh, uh, was left behind, let's say. Uh, the root of this word is with Anun, that is Bina, right? Yes. But uh, the way it is written, the Nun has felt, let's say. The, yes. The, wound, the Nun has left behind, so just uh, it puts again this relation between Pokhma and crown because the bina uh, was you know was left behind yes 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 thank you fernando thank you thank you okay can, can you repeat that for us eddie what fernando said Fernando said that the word which Felipe mentioned, the first word which is a verb, yipol, will fall, starts with the letter yod here. But the root of the uh, verb to fall is with the noon, nafal, the root. This is in the future. The root letters are nun pei lamed, to fall. And Fernando says that the nun is not appearing here, like nun is usually associated with bina. Nun is outside of the picture. We have only, so to speak, the relation between crown and wisdom. This is what he was saying. That understanding is outside the the picture when we don't understand saying, and this is might be it. This is one reading. When we don't understand saying things, there is a danger that we shall be burned, burned by the heavenly fire. But here he established like a diagonal relation. And is like a protector, like a shield, that we shall not get burned or die because we don't understand. 
This is one optional wow. reading. That's a powerful one. Mm -hmm. Let's see if we take the verse ye Paul will fall and we write it with feeling. Instead of writing only the Yod, we write with the feeling Yod Vav Daled and we have Pei and Lamed. So we have 20, 80 and I'm already right the answer. <laughs> I, want, I want that we should see this together. If you write the verb will fall, but not with a simple yod, but with its pronunciation, yod, pei, lamed. What do we get? What sum do we get? Hello. Love. Hello. Love. <clears throat> Love. Very good. Ten times. <laughs> Love, yeah. 10 times, very good. It's the diagonal, do you remember here? Sinai mm -hmm. also has to do with the fire. Yes, Fernando. So love will protect us when we don't understand or where in a place, in a domain that our understanding is not at our reach, I would say. It, it is, uh, that's what the, 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 the very first uh, verse said. Uh, Although that wells dwellest in the covert of the Most High and abiest in the shadow of the Almighty. Yes. I, I think that is to do with it. Yes. Uh, this diagonal relation makes me think about also the, this, this aspect of the shadow uh, not be uh, projected in the front, meaning, you know, there is the light of uh, the above mm -hmm. if one one stands in front of the light one will take the light of the who is next to him you know mm -hmm. who is in front of him uh, but in this first verse it says about Bethlehem Shaddai the, the, the shadow of the Lord I mean mm -hmm. The shadow of the Almighty. Mm -hmm. That 130 reminds us of the age of Adam as well. Yes. Yeah. When, uh, when he meets with Eve again. Mm hmm. So there's a definite order and a structure 
in creation that must be um, must be respected or or it has its own timing that God has uh, designed it with. It seems that um, in this love, we're just, uh, we're following his plan, you know. Mm-hmm. We're not doing our plan, we're following his plan. I was thinking about this um, relationship you were talking about, anti the diagonal relationship between the mentor and the student or the teacher and the student. And this word, chazon, uh, vision. Mm-hmm. And, yes, uh, chazon. Chazon, yes, chazon. And uh, in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he who keeps the law is blessed. And um, I was thinking that as we as we trust God, the vision, and, and maybe you could say a little bit more about this word, Hazon, the vision is the vision of the of the teacher, the master of, of God. This is the vision that we uh, that we seek and that we follow. Follow, and this is the vision that if the if uh, if God is at the head, then this is the this is the this is the safety. This is the, the security that Psalms chapter ninety one speaks of. Um, you you spoke earlier about the words, meaningless words. And so uh, they cause chaos and ultimately destruction. And uh, I was wondering, maybe you could say a little bit more about Hazon from uh, in terms of the Hebrew translation. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good, very good, JM. Shelton ask about Hazon. Hazon is a prophecy or a vision. Chazon comes from chaze. Chaze is a chest. In Hebrew, if you look into the dictionary, those letters means as a, as a noun, chest. What does it mean? Front. What when we walk on the street? What do we see frontal? Chaziti. Chaziti. What do we see in front of us? frontal it has to do with the seeing what is in front it's not with the hearing again vision like you say chazon is a vision has to do what we see in front our eyes are not so frontal like our ears just to make a distinction so what is a vision usually we read in the Bible of the prophets who has visions. They see pictures, so to speak. And this is what they report or they write. Chazon Ishaya ben Amoz, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos. 
So they see, they see a picture and they describe the picture that they see. Did I answer your question? Yes. Uh, you say they see a picture and they write what they see, write a description. Yes. And yes, I was thinking when you said chest, I thought maybe you were talking about. I, I was thinking about the chest of uh, where people put um, uh, people put. Um, Items and I, I, I thought about the Ark of the Covenant as the kind of chest, but you're talking about a different. You're talking about the physical chest of the human anatomy. Mm -hmm. Also, chaza. Uh, sorry, chaza is as a verb. It's to forecast. They see what will happen ahead. To predict, they can predict. Mm. And this, uh, this, um, what you, what you just described. I, I was looking at Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter two, verses mm -hmm. two to four, and it, it reads, "And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time." But at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Questions or thoughts? So when you say chest as in frontal, I was just trying to get a clear uh, understanding of what, what you mean by chest then, because um, I was thinking the same way Shelton was. But um, chest is something different as in frontal, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure what, what you mean. When I just brought the, how do you say, if we open a dictionary in Hebrew, Hebrew-English dictionary, this is what we find that those letters as a noun, it means chest, mm -hmm. like the front, our frontal part, where, mm -hmm. where the heart where the heart is, right. where the lungs are. Right. This is as a noun, but as a verb, it means to predict, to forecast. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. It brings us to the question. Now comes to me a question. While speaking to you, is the what we forecast 
comes from the heart. So in a way, the heart speaks. Yeah. Before we see um, something, in a way, the eyes of the spirit are seeing because in the heart, there's a spirit. This is the nest of the spirit. The spirit dwells in the heart. And this is where the prophets were speaking from. They were speaking from the, from the heart as guided by the spirit. Yes. And yes. by doing that, there was a bit of a, a forecast of what, um, what's coming. Yes. And this is why I think uh, Shelton brought the Proverbs 29.18 saying, if there is no vision, people will go wild. What does it mean if people do not speak from their heart? Everybody go and get, you know, people do many things on the street, you know. And be destroyed. Yes, because people do not speak from their heart. It's not about so much profits. Every person can be a prophet if he speaks from his heart. His pure heart. Right. Because it's hidden. We sometimes don't want to access the hidden. We are sometimes, and this is what David uh, asked to be saved from in Psalms 91. Please save me from false speech, chaotic speech. He says in other Psalms, Live uh, like pure heart create within me, mm -hmm. and a right spirit renew in me. Because when we have fresh new spirit, we can connect to the high, to the infinite, not to our so to speak used blood. We have two rooms in the heart, anatomically, like the the room that. Um, Distribute fresh uh, oxygen and the used blood. If you have seen uh, a surgery, you will see that the vessels or that are stream used blood, they are the blood is black. Mm -hmm. Because CO2 is, is black. Mm -hmm. And a fresh heart is a fresh heart. Fresh air is something else. It goes in the vein in. So fresh, unused, unexhausted spirit. Fresh spirit, unexhausted. If you look at the car, what comes from the exhaust pipe, <laughs> it's like, yes, imagine that we have this too. Mm -hmm. I don't need to imagine. You can open any any book or any uh, internet site or any uh, medicine book and see that. So, in a way, all things are connected. This is what David asked: not to speak meaningless, meaning, meaningless speech, because it's not from a pure heart. Mm. And speaking not from a pure heart will, will destroy and cause destruction. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and plague and distribution and hate in the hearts mm-hmm. of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, yes. And I was just saying that you were you were quoting Psalms fifty one. That's all. Thank you. People are afraid to speak from their heart because uh, they might uh, be perceived as vulnerable or astronauts sometimes, or people without feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing is um, when you speak from a pure heart, uh, people take offense from it. You may mean well, but there's that risk of they're going to take offense because um, it's convicting. Mm-hmm. Each from a pure heart convicts. And people, there's two ways to go when you receive speech from a pure heart. One way is to take offense, and the other way is to examine yourself and see what changes need to be made. Yes. And um, generally it's the people that have hearts that are fairly pure anyway that, that, that go the good route and examine themselves and see what correction and and things they can change. But people stubborn or stiff-necked and stuck in their ways and and determined to be, will take offense and they'll try to justify themselves and may even try to eliminate the the speaker. (laughs) You know, what they did with Jesus, they eliminated him. Mm-hmm. for a time <clears throat> but this is what they did to the prophets because they were speaking from pure hearts so they would eliminate them if they didn't like the uh, the message mm-hmm. so it, it's a great risk it always is but oh. the world's in a, a great need of it as well you know mm-hmm. Because otherwise, hate and destruction and plague will continue. And the uh, Eddie a few weeks ago, you you spoke about going into the streets and being sensitive to what the what was in the air. um, Today, you talk about speaking from the heart and. I just think it's interesting what you what you said uh, today in light of what you were saying uh, a few weeks ago about just being aware of the presence in the atmosphere uh, when you go out. And um, later in the scripture that you quoted, created me a clean heart, oh God, and renew within the right spirit. Um, there's another passage that I've heard often in now. Uh, in the uh, prayer book mm-hmm. uh, on uh, verse 15 says oh lord open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise and i was thinking also about uh, initially you had 
put in the in the chat Psalms one fifty some. And I don't know if you can say a few words about that particular part because I know it's such a such a big part of the the prayer book for many um for many who who celebrate uh, Shabbat. Yes. Yes, yes, I will put it uh, Psalms 51 on second, please. Yes, I'll put it. Yes, this is we see. Second. Yeah. Yes. Everybody can open Psalms 51 and which verse? Verse 15. Verse 15. Can you read it, please? Um, Psalm 51, 15. Okay. Uh, let me see. 51, 15. What I have here is... Uh, O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall uh, show forth thy praise. But uh, but on here, it's a different verse. So which here one? Is, you, yes, here but... you have yours is seven. On my on my on the uh, on the edition that I had, it was a different verse. But on the one you you brought, it says chapter verse seventeen. Yes. So o Lord, you like. Lord, Yes, there's two verse difference. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall declare thy praise. Yes. So you would like us to open this? Um well you 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 I was thinking you, you had uh, Psalms one fifty, which is a praise unto God, and here you have a, a praise David asking God to open his, his open his mouth that he might praise God um I think it says uh, five teeth tiles, something like this I recall yes, yes. Like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. and uh, I, I I thought that perhaps there was a there's a direct relationship to what you had said earlier that David was saying about his heart and that this would that he this clean heart results in his praise, his adoration of God, and resting. Even he talks about resting in the in uh, in the presence. Cast me not from thy presence. The same the same Psalms. Uh, Not sure, but I'm thinking there's a connection there between those two those two verses in Psalms 150. 150? Yeah, you had you had Psalm 150 at the beginning. Yes. When you came, you I think you had prepared something. Uh, yes. From yes. 150. And I was just wondering if what you had prepared was any way related to this verse 17. Yes, yes, yes. There is relation. If you can read Psalms 150, verse 5. 
I can read it. Yes. <clears throat> praise him with the loud sounding symbols. Praise him with the clanging symbols. Yes. This is why what uh, he is asking. We have in, in Hebrew, hearing sounds. Let's make an ear here. And tzilzeleitua, tzilzeleitua, loud noise of opening the gate. This is like, like I would say, like this, very loud. So, how can we praise God in a hearing sound or in a trumpet sound? And this is the name of the Lord. Here. Yeah, yeah is beyond space and time. Tzilzeleishama, the sound of hearing or listening are beyond space and time. So we can praise the God in the sound of hearing. I have to follow the English uh, translation here to see how does it work. I already moved. One second. And the heavy sounds of trumpet is in space and time. So we can praise God with strong sound. This is in space and time. But the sounds of hearing is beyond space and time. This is, yeah. Do you understand? Is it clear? Um, on the surface it is, but I'm not sure that I understand. Okay. When there's a sonic boom, let's say, mm -hmm. this is strong sound, like trumpet. Right. Space and time. Yeah. Space and time. But when you sit... And suddenly comes to you a conversation that you had with your uncle a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And you can hear his voice in your head. Mm -hmm. Do you understand the difference? That's what you're, that's what uh, Psalms is illustrating. Yeah, there are two kinds of sounds. There's sounds. the hearing that's in your mind and the hearing. That actually happens audibly. Yes, there's external hearing, so to speak. There's oh. a car rushing, uh, rushing external hearing. There's, so to speak, a there's car that. is rushing, yeah. honking, right. or right. suddenly you hear a song coming in you, inside of you. You don't hear a radio, nobody plays the violin, and suddenly you hear a tune in your head. And that's the one that's beyond the space and time. Yes, excellent. Now I get it. Thank you. Do you understand Felipe, Rodrigo, Fernando, yeah. Charles? Now, now it's clear to me, Ozzy. Thank you very much. Welcome.
this is a this is an impulse, maybe a a move of the Holy Spirit. This is what you're referring to. This is why he says at the end of Psalms 150, every soul or every all soul will praise Yah. Yah. Why will praise Yah? Every soul which is also undressed in body can praise the infinite. It can be it again, this verse can be read infinitely from different uh aspects who can praise yeah who can praise yeah beyond space and time the soul because the soul is here the soul is here our soul is here the spirit is in the heart soul is above our head so to speak every soul can bless yeah the infinite wisdom and understanding. Why we can ask opposite. Why David does not say everybody, everybody in terms of uh, flesh. Why does, he, you know, why does he say every flesh will bless you? Because it's impossible. Do you understand? So what I hear you saying is that only 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 human beings have the the soul that is beyond time and space that was that God breathed into into Adam and he became a living soul, a living being that has the capacity to to praise to praise the creator. Yes. Sometimes people are, they have human body, but they cannot capture that they are living souls. So they cannot praise you. They always go bitter and scattered minded, and they cannot praise. They cannot say like a good word or oh, hallelujah. They can't. Though they have this in their, vocab in their vocabulary or in the book, they cannot say it. They can't. Mm. Or oh, not that often. Because you have to have this connection in your in your um Yes. This this sound in your heart or your Yes. That's beyond space and time. Yes. Some people cannot say thank you. Some people cannot say excuse me. Some people cannot turn to notice there are others that they rush into buses, into stores, fall into people, friction physically. Even in Corona time, they can't, just can't. Many people are, are, are living, if you remember Maslow Pyramid, are you familiar with Maslow Pyramid? Have yes. you heard this before? Yes, yes, I, I am. 
Yes, there is a pyramid and he says that people are first, their first needs is like shelter and food and multiplicity, children and so, and then we rise until we reach, I think it's the fifth, that a person can have a self-fulfillment or a meaning existence, but not, most of the people are not here. Most of the people are here. Unfortunately, Vineripe says in the text that I posted today that most people are motivated by fear like animals and it's understandable and it's understandable that we understand that but only if we show, show, I don't know if it's possible to give a person a sense of his dimension beyond time and space or existence will release him from his fear. And then all humanity can transcend. Why do we have those wars and plagues now? Because most of people live in the bottom of the pyramid, unfortunately. Unfortunately. I remember in a and often hearing people say to, well, I think what you're talking about is a kind of a the vertical dimension of life. Yes. Is, and then I, I remember hearing uh, people say in the fifth communities I've been a part of, when praises go up, blessings come down. Yes. Yes. I posted the what you were saying, Etty and Slack, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Thank you so much. Thank you. So this is why it's very interesting that David already sealed his psalms. It's, the whole psalms with this verse, every soul shall praise. Yeah. This is his wish that every human being will feel a connection to the infinite. And while we're feeling it, we can also bless or praise. And then we transcend. Yeah. And I, I heard I've heard this said, and maybe I don't know if you've heard this before, Etty, but I've heard someone uh, say once, um, "We should live our lives as a prayer." Yes. And uh, by extension, I'm thinking today as praise, and I, I wonder, um, perhaps, what does that mean to you? If we live our lives as a prayer or as by extension as praise, what what does that connote or what does that mean when you hear that? To live life as a prayer is to, st is to be with the one, meaning...
it's it's a connection when 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 a person prays it's a, like a it's a it's a request from higher there's like a dialogue he turns when there is a pray a person is praying he turns whatever he feels in his heart he's turning but he turns there's another another one not just himself not just the big baby that demands that people supply him with everything. When a person prays, this is elevation. He understands that he, he can turn to a higher. Not even faculty, but higher realm in himself or infinite depends. But when a person prays, he, he's turning, he's asking. First, when a person cannot pray if he doesn't feel little. If he's a fool of himself, he cannot pray. There is no space for praying, for turning, for asking. So to live life in a prayer or in a pray, it means that always try to connect, to speak, to dialogue, to, to relate to something beyond ourselves or outside of ourselves. And this is to live basically life with relation. With relation. Because like we said before, when you ask me life without relation is like you ask me, what does it mean that Adam and Eve were naked? without relations, not turning to each other. So if we don't pray, and I don't mean sometimes, sometimes people have the time to open a book, or, but prayer, uh, when we pray, something spontaneous that comes from the heart, sometimes without words, in silence, it's something that, fountain that comes from the heart. When we pray, we turn. And when we turn, there's like, we address higher existence. And this is the correction. That That's also uh, <clears throat> where deliverance resides. Yes. yes. So I would like to thank all of you, all of us who came today and asking, commenting, thinking, bringing quotes commenting and I will put this lesson or this session soon on Slack for us to review and to learn and if you have more questions please free, feel free to ask and to comment and we shall meet here on Thursday at the same time. Thank you very much Yachi. thank you guys. See you on Thursday. Shalom, shalom.
שלום, שלום. Thank you so much. Thank you. 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 Thank you.